My personal view is quite simply this. The time has come to make a real political statement about dementia. The time has come to make MPs and ministers a little bit afraid of us. When people are denied basic human rights, Nigel Huller believes in the power of a shared voice. I'm Gareth Bracken and I met a man with dementia who wants everyone to have their say. Nigel Huller is a 65-year-old former human rights lawyer from Cardiff who has been living with dementia for the past six years. He wants people affected by the condition to unite to demand change in how others see and support them. Hello, I'm here to meet Gareth Bracken. Hi, uh, yeah, one second, I'll just get him for you. Okay, thank you. Nigel, who now lives in Swansea, travelled to Alzheimer's Society's central office in London to share his story. Nigel, hi, I'm Gareth. Hello, Gareth, pleased hi. to meet you. Oh, you made it then? I did, I oh. did, yeah, yeah. How was that, how was that taxi journey? Well, <laughs> wait, I put my expenses in, you tell me. <laughs> After encountering some typically troublesome traffic on his way across London, Nigel settles down to share his story. Sporting a yellow top, grey hair and stubble, Nigel is a larger man with a personality to match, which comes through in both his humour and passion for the cause. Nigel first became aware he had a problem which needed to be addressed while working for a charity in a role that involved early mornings. Well, that's what I'd like to start, actually, because that's where my story starts. Mm. Like many others before me, uh, I was aware of some, that something was wrong. In my case, I was having what I thought were absence attacks, but they were just losses of concentration due to changes in the brain. I'd sit down, I'd put my suit on, put my shoes on, look at the TV, watch the news or something, and the next thing I know, I'd look at the clock and it'd be sort of quarter to six, quarter to seven, something like that. And the next thing I'd know, it'd be four o'clock in the afternoon, and I'd have no recollection of that time loss. And I knew something was up. But, of course, I had to go through the tortuous uh, four years of pre-diagnostic rigmarole where I was tested for everything except the thing that really was wrong with me. Nigel was diagnosed aged 59 with posterior cortical atrophy, PCA, a rarer form of dementia, in 2012. In PCA, damage to the rear of the brain, usually caused by Alzheimer's disease, can make it harder for the person to process what they see and where things are in relation to each other. I have to factor in an extra hour in case I wake up and something's gone missing again. You know, I look at the coffee machine sometimes, which I use every day, and think, how does that work? So you have to factor in an extra hour. I sometimes look at my shoes and wonder how my laces work. Nigel became disturbed by how society now treated him as a result of having dementia. The diagnosis was shocking, truly shocking. But more shocking than the, the diagnosis, actually, was the way that people, society viewed me. Everybody saw me through the prism of dementia. They didn't. I stopped becoming a person. I felt my human rights had been taken away from me. There were a drip, drip effect. Statutory bodies, banks, uh, the Justice Department, all felt I was a lesser person because of the presence of dementia. And that made me quite angry. Nigel, who lives alone, says this caused him to sink into some deep depression. My weight ballooned up to nearly 30 stone. I was totally immobile, and my day consisted of getting up in the morning and drinking and eating until I could even drink no more, and I fell asleep, and that's how I spent my days, and I became socially isolated. 
He credits his turnaround then to occupational therapists from the local young onset dementia team. I think had that carried on, then I suspect I wouldn't be here now. However, in every life there come turning moments. We can all think about these moments where something's happened and it's changed your life. And what happened to me was, there was a knock on the door one morning and four, three very annoying women turned up at my door. And they were from the young onset team and they were occupational therapists. And they attacked me with all the vigor and fervor of religious crusade. Threw stuff out of my fridge, they colluded with my neighbors. They colluded with my friends, they colluded with my family. But slowly and surely, I got better. So as Nigel's understanding of his new situation came into focus, he grew increasingly angry at how people with dementia are treated. I think dementia is wholly a matter of human rights. Wholly. And there are a couple of things about dementia care that totally flummox me. On diagnosis, we are routinely placed with a community mental health team, even though there's no evidence or no presence of a mental illness. We are routinely placed there. Human rights is factor number one. He recalls having to get support from a voluntary agency on a tax issue because staff wouldn't deal with a person with dementia on their own. It's one of the many things that happened to us, these slight, subtle changes. Equity in law, equity in healthcare, equity in opportunity in employment. All of those disappear. So human rights, we've all got them. We all accept that they're an undeniable right and self-evident for all of us. But they don't dilute with age. They don't evaporate with in the face of frailty or disease. They haven't got a time limit on them and they can't be taken away. And if we don't use them, if we don't enable them, if we don't enact them, then they will be diluted, they will be diluted, as, as in fact they are. As well as this recognition of rights, Nigel is also demanding better from those who oversee dementia care and support. So when service planners say, well, I'll tell you what, we'll try and adopt a human rights model. Well, that ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. You're legally obliged. You're legally obliged to treat me no differently, irrespective of the presence of any disabling condition or physical changes. You're, you're expected to treat me exactly the same as if I had none of these. So you're not doing me any favors, that's the law. So, to recap, Nigel Haller, a former human rights lawyer originally from Cardiff, was diagnosed with posterior cortical atrophy, known as PCA, in 2012. Shocked at how society now treated him, Nigel fell into what he describes as deep depression and became socially isolated. He credits his turnaround to the occupational therapists from the local young onset dementia team who turned up at his home in Swansea. Angry that the human rights of people with dementia are often overlooked or diluted, Nigel is demanding that he and others be treated equally. Nigel feels that people affected by dementia have yet to realise the power of their own voices in demanding that their rights be recognised and respected. Let's have a look at what we're talking about here. We're talking about 850,000 people with a diagnosis. It's not 850,000 people. Because for every one person diagnosed with dementia, 10 other people are affected usually. Because dementia goes through the family like a wrecking ball. So lots of other people live with that dementia. So let's have a look at that then. So, 850,000. 10 to 15 people each. 
to my crude mass, I see, what, 8.5 million people? Just so imagine you politicised all them. Gave them a voice. People don't understand the power of a voice. How far away are we from this gathering of voices and this change? We're further than we were this time last year. Um, but how equidistant we are, I don't know with the change that are around us. My perception is the more voices we have, the louder and the sweeter the sound. Where we could go to service planners, to the lawmakers and say, I am part of the constituency of people with dementia. You will not use my condition as a prism to see me through, to deny me or my family my human rights. Nigel is adamant that people living with dementia should be at the centre of discussions about how services are provided. He highlights the impact of people in Wales sharing their experiences of dementia with the Welsh Government ahead of the country's Dementia Action Plan. The Welsh Strategy or the Welsh Action Plan, which is a fantastic example of what happens when you involve people or the service users who are going to be in receipt of these services. They'll tell you what they want. And on May the 17th in 2016, the Welsh Cabinet Minister of Health said on the floor of the Welsh Government, the voices of people with dementia in Wales have changed our minds about the services we're going to provide. So given the opportunity, we can get fired up. We can be ready to go. We can go to our service planners. We can go to our lawmakers and say, this is what we want. We don't want... We don't want what you think we want. This is what we want. We know. Nigel is part of the Three Nations Dementia Working Group, a network of people living with dementia in England, Wales and Northern Ireland. They aim to use their personal experiences to become the go-to group for anyone seeking input from people with the condition. We've got a number of issues which we're going to push forefront of our agenda, which is usually related to things like social change. I want the dementia world to be a social movement. Most disabled people in this country now face three compelling problems. A broken social care system, where 4.7 billion quid has gone out of it. A not fit for purpose benefit system. And lack of opportunities to enjoy things like transport, education, health. And we want to bring people's attention to that. I mean, that's not the list. There much more to be added to that. We want to spread the membership. We're the steering group, but we want to have 100, 150, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 associate members of the group so that when we actually get things going, we have that strength of voice to be able to really make an impact. Nigel has been involved with DEEP, the Dementia Engagement and Empowerment Project, which brings together groups of people with dementia from across the UK to influence the services and policies that affect them. He also sits on a number of advisory groups and shares his experiences at events and conferences. But he says none of this would be possible without the backing of his friends at Fuse and Muse, the peer support group he attends in Swansea. So as he plays his part in rallying the growing dementia movement, Nigel wants to ensure that no one is left behind. I want everyone to have a say, I want everybody to have a view, I want everybody to feel valued and wanted. That's the key, nobody to feel marginalised, nobody abandoned. We're all important, we've all got something to offer. I was also wondering, on a, on a personal level, so you do, you're very, you're very involved, you're getting out there, putting yourself forward. 
when in sort of Nigel's quieter moments, when yep. Nigel's sat at home, not doing these things, how do you feel about having dementia? You worry about the future. Gareth, sometimes dementia whispers in my ear and says, Nigel, you ain't strong enough to withstand the storm. One phone call, one conversation, one meeting with my support group, and I'm able to say to dementia, I am the storm. They're my heart and soul, they're my rock. There is no support like peer support. And that has saved my life. Next steps. To unite with us to help fight dementia, visit alzheimers.org.uk forward slash get involved or call 0330-333-0804, local rate. For our rarer causes of dementia 442 fact sheet, go to alzheimers.org.uk forward slash fact sheets or call 0300-303-5933, local rate. For more about the Three Nations Dementia Working Group, visit www.3ndwg.org. This was a podcast version of the article called We Are The Storm in the December-January 2019 issue of Dementia Together, Alzheimer's Society's magazine. Written and recorded by Gareth Bracken, produced by Joe Driscoll. For more magazine podcasts and links to other Alzheimer's Society podcasts, see alzheimers.org.uk forward slash podcast. As well as print copies, we also offer an audio version of the full magazine. To receive the print magazine or the CD, call 0330 333 0804, local rate.